2: Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Dice Straycast on Road to Viz Radio, brought to you by our friends over at Untuckit and BetOnline.ag. Get in on the game, because we're about to get into the game of the off offseason. Uh, Dan wasn't here for our uh, – the Super Bowl is in the books uh, official announcement, so uh, we're done. There's no more books. We won't have a single book until at least – the draft I'll, I'll say the draft is in the books once we get there but until then nothing really is in the books uh i guess we could maybe talk about the combine in a couple weeks but obviously we're into the offseason um, we're gonna be talking about various topics throughout the uh the year off season we're going to be talking about specific dynasty guys specific, specific uh types of players so uh th- this week this week's topic is going to be quarterback free agency um obviously this is one of the uh, bigger free agency classes we've seen from the quarterback position in recent memory. And so we'll talk about the value of the quarterbacks that are entering free agency, whether we think they're going to stay, leave, and how that will impact the players on their teams. So before we get into uh, that hashtag content, I've got to let you know that you should get involved with a Rotovis subscription by uh, going to rotovis.com slash radio. Uh, 10% discount gets you involved, gets you our apps, gets you our articles all the great stuff that Rotoviz puts out for, for the off season with Dynasty and Devi and all that great stuff. Gotta get involved. Rotoviz.com slash radio, ten percent discount. Now is the best time to do it, right Dan?
2: That's right. It's it's always a good time to get involved with Rotoviz. But now is a great time, especially, you know, hashtag off season.
1: And it's not really official official, but Dynasty Command Center, now part of Rotoviz, might be happening something soon. Rotoviz hashtag collab with ourselves. <laughs> All right. Uh, So with that tease, we're going to get into the quarterbacks. The first one is going to be Drew Brees. Drew Brees, uh, pending free agent. Uh, Obviously, a lot of people would consider him one of the more likely to return to his current team. But, you know, there's always been rumblings of, oh, do they like Teddy more long term? Uh, Or the nonsense of, is Taysom Hill an NFL starting quarterback? So what are your thoughts on Brees right now? you think he's a lock to stay in New Orleans? And what of your thoughts on his dynasty value moving forward? I wouldn't say he's
2: – I, I mean, nothing's ever a lock, but I, I think Breeze is one of the more likely guys in this class to to stay where he's been. I, I would I would probably – he and Prescott of this class would be the two that I would think have the highest uh, and best chance of, of returning. I think Breeze's dynasty value is – Virtually a redraft value. I mean, it's it's a one season at a time at this point. I'm not going to be trading for him really on on in any format. I don't know um, if he's going to be able to stay healthy throughout, obviously, with the thumb tendon thing. Last year, he missed some time. And, you know, it's been this kind of steady decline. We haven't seen the, the high-flying stuff. It's a lot of dink and dunk now. And, um, you know, it's nothing he can really help. He's still valuable, but it's not, you know, it's not the Drew Brees that we've come to know and love. So uh, I feel like if anyone's paying anything uh, based on the name, you know, it's a good time to probably get out. It was probably a good time to get out and really get actual value like two years ago. But um, at this point, I'm probably taking just about anything if if people are are trading for him in two quarterback leagues. It might be a little bit different, but he, he's still got a little bit more value there. But as far as like one quarterback leagues go, is yeah, he, he's he's a good QB too.
1: Yeah, I mean he's a fine guy. Like in in the rare circumstance where the guy who has Breeze is rebuilding, you can throw a third at him and like and even that might seem like an overpaid to an extent it depends on you know where you're at what your scoring is in one qb and how much you really need a quarterback but also he's that cheap so if you need a quarterback in the offseason go out and do it just to hold on to him um i do think the more interesting question which i feel like we burned ourselves or you know maybe i burned myself or earlier much earlier in my dynasty career with the peyton manning and his weapons so i feel like people aren't doing the discount on Michael Thomas and Kamara that we were doing with Peyton Manning's weapons towards the end of his career so are you worried at all about the drop off from Breeze to the next option with Michael Thomas or is it just he's top two top three wide receiver so it doesn't matter
2: yeah I think the the way the offense is built he's he's pretty insulated and obviously the talent portion is is there with him so I mean I don't think there's a huge drop off. I feel like they'll continue to just feed him, feed him, feed him. That's that's the way it's all built to run. I think Camara had a down year because of injuries, and I, I feel like we'll see him bounce back. So if anything, uh, I think Thomas is impossible to buy or sell, really, unless you're getting the King's ransom. And I, I think Camara might be a good time to buy, to be completely honest. He's been sliding down some boards a little bit because of – his, you know, down year. Um, even though it really wasn't all that awful, it just wasn't that big step forward we were kind of expecting with Mark Ingram not being in the picture. So I don't really think anybody's going to take a, a step backwards um, when you've got those high-end assets and, and truly talented players. They should hold up, especially in an offense that's that's built to last.
1: Yeah, I think the big difference is that last year Albert Kamara was on that list of players that required a quote unquote King's Ransom. And now you can you can buy Kamara. It might cost you, you know, two and a half to maybe close to three first value, but that wasn't the case last off season. Last off season it was King's Ransom, three and a half to four first type value.
2: Right, right. Yeah. Now now you might even be able to sneak in that two first um, category. You've seen a lot of a lot of guys going for like one oh three and 108 or something like that, which I'm more than happy to pay that. If You know, obviously those top three, top five pe- picks are going to be kind of the, the higher end guys. And then once you get beyond that, it's going to start to, you know, take, go down a couple tiers, but it's still, obviously we've been talking about this draft for, I mean, like two years. So we, we know this class is strong. It's still going it to depend a lot on landing spots. And it, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, um, Whether it's a combine or medicals or all of these different things, so much can change. It's really hard to put strict lines in the sand where we think these guys are all going to be. But yeah, I think if you can get into Camara for that two and a half first, that's definitely a move I'd be willing to make.
1: And we'll go to our next guy, which is the guy that you also said is more more than likely going to stay. And I I think of this list, he's the most likely to stay just because he has the option of a franchise tag, and that's Dak Prescott. I don't think that Jerry lets him, Jerry Jones lets him hit free agency. I think they they franchise him at the very least and then try and work out a negotiation for a long-term contract. It might be hard for them to fit all the talent they have under their cap, but it's what they kind of committed to when they ended up you know, re-signing Zeke, like, okay, now we got to re-sign Zeke and Tyron Smith and uh, Jalen Smith. And, you know, that basically all of the talent that's on that team. And so with Dak, I was a little bit surprised and maybe just because I wasn't looking at it, you know, front facing, but when you and Ryan were on and you guys were talking about Dak being a top five, top six, dynasty quarterback. I've always kind of more had him in like the six to nine range. So I was a little bit surprised to see like the top five for him because I see that him as, somewhat dependent on Zeke and the offense running well as a running offense. And so I, I, I do think that that's where he belongs. I would say right now, I would say around the five to seven range. I know it's really, you know, picking and choosing random numbers, but that's where I see him right now. And I don't, I don't see him leaving Dallas. So there's not really any impact on the uh, future of, you know, Michael Gallup or uh, Mari Cooper. Amari Cooper might be the one that gets lost here.
2: Yeah, we'll see how they balance all of it. It's it's kind of surprising because you know we, we've talked about all these big contracts, whether it's the linemen and Zeke and all of these different things, but they're actually in pretty darn good standing as far as cap situations go. They've got plenty of money to spend. They just need to do it correctly. Um, I, I feel like we're probably going to see a Russell Wilson-type deal for Dak going percentage based to try to get him I, I don't know that he's gonna have enough enough leverage to to get that top spot, but I feel like he'll probably get into that same you know, that same type of deal that Russell's got, maybe just a, a half a percentage less or a percentage less or something like that. And obviously it'll depend on where the salary cap goes in the near future and how much extra is going to be available and yada yada yada. There's a lot to go on there. But yeah, I, I think Dak is one of those guys I've notoriously been higher on than most people, um, and it hasn't come back to burn me yet. So I'm still comfortable being relatively high on him. He's still in that top four or five for me because he's only been a quarterback one in his career so far. Yes, uh, you know, having Zeke in that offensive line helps, but Dak has been very good. His his struggles have all seemingly been. Big spot, prime time, you know, he, he's crumbled. And in this year he kind of took that step forward in a couple of games and, and played well in prime time. So I think we're going to see him enter his prime here soon and, and really start to flourish. And I just really hope that they find a way to keep Amari in town as well because we've seen what that offense can be with Gallup healthy, with Amari there, with Zeke on the field. And that offensive line doesn't look like it's you know going anywhere anytime soon. And if they're all healthy – that offense is formidable and, and Dak is is going to continue to just do his thing.
1: And we will move on to our next quarterback, a uh, little known guy uh, from California, Tom Brady. You may have heard of him. Um, Tom Brady, New England Patriots. This is one that if you'd told me in August, Tom Brady is going to hit free agency. I would have been shocked. Now today we're recording on February 11th. If, he doesn't hit free agency. I'll be shocked. I, I think that at the very least he tests the waters, maybe he flirts with the bears a little bit with that good defense, maybe he flirts with the Raiders. Cause John Gruden loves veteran quarterbacks. I just don't, I don't quite see Brady living and, you know, working in Vegas. <laughs> I, I see if, if there's a move, I think it's Chicago, but also I think that I think retirement is yet. Yeah, I know that he said in his Hulu commercial that retirement is not in the picture, but like, if the Patriots say, "Okay, we're just gonna let you walk," which is unlikely, but still, if they do that, and he's like, "Do I really want to go to Chicago or wherever?" he might just say, "Be done with it." Uh, probably not the case, but anyways, for, from his UI, we talked about a few weeks ago, he doesn't really have any, uh, even in Superflex. I would say he's worth like a late second, but yeah, I, I think that it's still up in the air as far as where he'll play and. I, I think that, honestly, for the sake of all my Nik- Nikhil Harry shares, I hope it's not in New England. I hope that they move on to a young quarterback or w- one of these other veteran quarterbacks in free agency.
2: Yeah, I think the writing's kind of on the wall there. I, I don't know. Th- this one's probably the one I'm, I'm, I'm really just most confused by. It, it feels like retirement's just the clean out. But, you know, he seems like – also, he seems like a guy that doesn't want to go – go out on on the way that season finished and if he does leave it's gonna have to be to a team that has a defense and has plenty of weapons because team he left overperformed defensively and they were kind of shown as such and has no weapons offensively so uh he's gonna want to go somewhere with an offense that you know he's he's comfortable with and Probably something that's going to be a more, a little more run heavy, that they don't have to lean on him as much, but also they have the weapons. If they do need to lean on him, he has people to trust to go do it. So uh, there's very, very few places, you know, that that even come close to having the things that he would need. I don't Basically know. Basically,
1: Indy and Chicago are the two that fit that bill, kind of. But
2: even Indian Chicago, I mean, they're going to have to bring in. I mean, Allen Robinson's fine, but. I mean, is, is Allen Robinson one they have really that much better than Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry, and what New England had? Yeah. Um, the running back situation is very similar when you consider Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery compared to Sonny Michel and James White. And obviously the defense is, you know, Chicago's got a world-class defense. New England just, you know, they they played cupcakes all season. And again, we, we saw them show that. So I don't know. The Brady one's weird. Like you said, Chicago and Indy are about it, but I think those two teams would have to commit to filling in on offense before they do anything else with the team in order to be like, "Hey, Tom, we're going to do this for you." And and that's all. That's a lot. You get a franchise to commit a you know a couple of years worth of their assets to a 75-year-old quarterback doesn't really seem like a great idea.
1: And our next one will be Jameis Winston. I will say I'm still not sure where this is going. I I tend to still think that he's staying in Tampa, to to my chagrin. Uh, But breaking news, he got Lasix. So um, he has been blind for his entire NFL career and now has Lasix. Now he can see. So all those interceptions are not going to be touchdowns. So uh, I'm actually turning around. Nope, I want the Bucs to re-sign Jameis long-term. He got the Lasix. 50 touchdowns next year. Fuck it.
2: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, I think he'll he'll just be able to see the pick sixes happen more clearly is what that'll end up being. There'll be touchdowns, just not to who he's trying to hit. Jameis feels like a Gruden Las Vegas to oh, me. That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> it on. I mean that it just seems inevitable. Honestly, like the circus is in town. Those two are two peas in a pod. And, you know, it'd be fine for Jameis. Obviously, going from Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and, and then Arians' offense to that is going to be uh, a little bit different. But um, that one seems to make the most sense to me. Just, I, I don't know, the personality stuff and, and Vegas, it all seems like it'd be way too enjoyable because you know that Jameis can't. Uh, think about all those buffets in Vegas and how crazy he's gonna go for the crab legs and all of those buffets.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so, do you do you think that a move on whether it's you know pretty much all these are have been, are gonna be presented with moving to a free agent quarterback or moving to a rookie quarterback? Um, do you think that Evans or Godwin move down at all with a, a change of quarterback, or they're just too talented and doesn't really matter that much?
2: I think they're talented enough where it, it won't really, it won't really change the floor. I, I think their floors are are relatively safe because that's kind of what we lean on with talent. The ceilings might get affected just because if it, if they go, you know, if Tampa goes rookie on the bit, it, it takes there's an adjustment period. And if they go veteran, you know, it's still going to be an adjustment period, but not as severe they bring in someone like Marcus Mariota or Ryan Tannehill or even Phillip Rivers. I think all of those are going to be somewhat lateral, if not upgrades to Jameis. But if they do go rookie and it's someone like Justin Herbert or uh, even further down the list, that's going to be an adjustment period and it's probably going to create a nice buy window, I would say early in the season. But I think right now, Godwin and, and Evans are probably both whole just because we don't know what's going on there.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our next one. And actually I, I didn't prepare this folks. I didn't tell Dan this was going to happen, but we have some breaking, breaking news involving a take. Okay. We have <laughs> our betonline.age take of the week brought to you by blue wire. Awesome stuff going on over at friends at blue wire. It's time for you to get online with betonline.ag. Uh, we got our take of the week. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook expert. Use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, for a 50% welcome bonus. So what we got going on for our, our bet online, bet slash take of the week is Marcus Mariota, free agent. Not going to be for the Titans this, uh, this coming season, in the 2020 season, but my, my, my take is Marcus Mariota will be a starting for an NFL team week one of 2020. What do you think of that take?
2: I think that's a somewhat safe take, actually. I think I think there's still plenty of GMs and coaches that went through the draft process when he was a rookie and really liked Mariota, and Tennessee just never really seemed to be the right fit, whether it was the coaching or you know the surrounding talent. Nothing ever really seemed to go his way. Obviously, his health never really held up either. But I think he, a fresh start for him is, is going to be a, a necessity at this point. But I think he's a starter. He, he's I wouldn't say he's high end. I wouldn't really say he's mid-level. But I think he's in that bottom quarter, maybe bottom third of quarterback talent. But he's good enough to be starting.
1: Yeah, and... It might even be the starter for a team that drafts a quarterback in the second round. Sure. Um, but I, I do think that there's going to be a sell window for Mariota. So don't go dropping him on your Superflex teams. I know that that's not really a thought people were having, but I do. I, I, I disagree with you. I think most people would say if they were betting, you know, 50-50 shot, they would say Mariota is not a starter in 2020 week one. But I'm betting that he will. And there you have it. Uh, the betonline.ag uh, take of the week. Uh, remember to use promo code BlueWire, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, one word, for a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. All right, so we've got a few more quarterbacks uh, before we get into our keep trade drop, 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 keep trade drop. Before we have keep trade drop, we've got a few quarterbacks left that we haven't talked about. We have uh, Ryan Tanhill, the other Tennessee Titans quarterback, I actually, I think we misspoke with the, the Breeze and Brady. I mean, not Breeze, the Breeze and Prescott takes of them being likely. I don't see Tannehill go anywhere either. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I feel like the fit obviously makes sense because we were able to see him kind of have that that resurgence and and everything kind of made sense with Brabel and, and the offense. And obviously we've seen the offense do things this year that we haven't seen in, in you know the the Mariota um, tenure years so. That one probably is up there with pretty damn good odds that he's not going anywhere. But maybe something falls in their lap that that's like, hey, maybe they love Phillip Rivers or maybe they love Jameis Winston or something. You know, you, you never really know what these front offices are thinking. Tannehill seems like the safe bet. It'll come down probably probably the money, see what actually it will take to keep him around.
1: And, and the years. I think that's the biggest thing for him is how many yeah. years are you going to give him?
2: And, and, you know, if it's two at 27 million, probably that probably makes sense. Whether they have the space to do it or not, that that seems something like I'd be comfortable paying for a Ryan Tannehill or like a Teddy Bridgewater. I, I just don't think you can get into that top 15 quarterback pay for Ryan Tannehill.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Philip Rivers. I, he is the one that is definitely gone. He has not returning to the Los Angeles Chargers. So pretty much the bets are on Tampa, Jacksonville, or Miami because he mo- already moved his entire family to Florida. So uh, where are you betting on his landing spot of those three teams?
2: Well, if Jacksonville can get out of the in the Nick Foles debacle of a contract, that one that one seems like it makes sense. Obviously, they I feel like they like Gardner Minshew, but they did go back to Foles for a very, very, very short period of time. So maybe they don't like him as much as the Twitter the likes Gardner Minshew. Uh, that one would probably be my 1A option, but going with Arians and Tampa, uh, that makes a lot of sense. I don't see, I don't see Miami happening. Uh, I feel like they're getting one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft, depending on if they move up, move down, or stay pat and, and just kind of take what's there. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's going to be Jacksonville or Tampa for Rivers.
1: Yeah, and I think that if Winston walks, I think it's almost a lock that Rivers ends up in Tampa and they end up picking, you know, a quarterback either at 13 or in the second round. And then Rivers is basically grooming him. Although Rivers doesn't really seem like the groom the young quarterback guy. No, Uh, (laughs) but he'll be playing in front of the young quarterback guy. All right, let's move on to our last free agent quarterback before we get into keep trade drop, Teddy Bridgewater. This one is the one that I think that people are kind of assuming he does have a week one job locked up somewhere. I'm just having trouble finding out where it is. So uh, what are your thoughts on Teddy? Do you think he's a locked in week one starter? Or do you think it's maybe a chance that he resigns in New Orleans and waits out Breeze? What do you think?
2: Yeah, the air to the, the Breeze throne seems, seems pretty likely and you, I don't know where all this nonsense about Taysom Hill keeps coming from. I think it was the Pro Football Talk account. Like, come on. That that all needs to stop. Um, Taysom Hill isn't a quarterback. I feel like Teddy, that, that one, because of the last couple of years and the way it's all gone, you know, that, that one seems really easy to just put him there in it. Uh, a welcome back tour in Minnesota would be super fun. I would probably become a Vikings fan if they brought Teddy back, found a way to trade Kirk Cousins. Um, San Fran. Yeah, there you go. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Teddy. Teddy's kind of in that Mariota zone where I think he's good enough to be a starter, but it's hard to put him in that top 20, top 15, top 20 and really find the money to pay for a guy that we don't really know what he is at this point. Yes, he started five games and won five games for the new Orleans saints, but there's the new Orleans saints with Michael Thomas and El Kamara and a pretty decent defense. So I, I don't know. Teddy's Teddy and Mariota to me are the two are the two most volatile of this group where, it's really hard to pinpoint where they're gonna be this coming season.
1: Alright, now another word from
2: our sponsors. You ever seen an untucked button-down? They look bad. Why do they look bad? Well, because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's untuck it. The original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, untucked shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 plus fit combinations, untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, athletic, and guys of all ages. They are fantastic. I've gone through the process. I've gotten myself a couple of untuckets. They are legitimately great. I have had uh, you know the button downs. I've done the whole bit. Gone to whatever stores sell them. You know, sport men's warehouse, blah blah blah. Wherever you go and try to get fit for things and they're never right. You have to tuck them in, wear cowboy boots and a giant belt buckle in order to look good. And Untuck It, we don't need to do that because they always, always, always fit absolutely fantastic. There's so many styles to choose from. Wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear. Some of my favorite stuff from there is their outerwear. And plenty more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long or too big again. And their website is super easy to use. That's the whole process I went through. I can vouch for that. It's absolutely fantastic. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuckit is the way to go. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com. Promo code BLUE for 20% off. And let's
1: get into another edition of Keep Trade Drop. This one is going to be, uh, as we talked about last week, MFL rolled over uh, into 2020 last week. And then that means that we hit our first edition of uh, Dynasty Startup ADP with rookies via our friend Ryan McDowell at Dynasty League Football. So, what he posted on Twitter today were basically some of the top rookies and who they are being drafted next to in ADP with veterans. Uh, so we're going to go through a few of those and do our keep trade drop uh, of of the guys that are going next to each other. So our first one is Cortland Sutton, DeAndre Swift, and Kenny Galladay.
2: Keep trade drop. How are you expecting me to do this? That's that's act, That's genuinely difficult. Um I hmm. I would say I'm going to keep Cortland Sutton because I feel like I feel like he's the best player here. Uh, I'm gonna trade Swift because I feel like his hype has gotten absolutely absurd, and I guess I'd have to drop Galladay. And honestly, it, it, in this circumstance, he feels like the guy that. N- Got the hype for a while, and then it was just like the faucet shut off. No one talked about him. No one, you know, was pumping the pumping the gas to go trade for him, make moves for him. So I, I feel like I feel like because I like Sutton, I feel like he's the best player. He he's the key. Swifts the trade. Galladay's the drop. What about you?
1: I am in agreement here. I I think the pro the problem with. Even considering Galladay, anything but the drop is that you can't trade Galladay for the 101. DeAndre Swift is the 101, and Cortland Sutton is having an AJ Green type ascension into being a wide receiver one in the NFL today. So uh, I still like Galladay, and I I think that what you're seeing with Galladay is a bit of sleeper fatigue in a way. So when a sleeper goes from a sleeper to a stud, we're like, hey, I just paid like a late first for him 18 months ago. Why does he cost two first now? You know? And so I think that that's something that happens that when a player's value starts off so low and then, you know, ascends higher and higher and higher, the more it's like, Oh, like let's not talk about him because he's no longer the value he was when he was worth, you know, uh, such a low price.
2: Right. That makes sense.
1: All right, let's move on to our next one. Uh, keep trade drop. Uh, Michael Gallup, Jalen Rieger and Christian Kirk all start us off with this one. I will keep Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup is one of my favorite by is one of my favorite players to own in dynasty right now. You know, you have the upside of if Amari walks, you have the floor of him just being one of the better wide receivers in the NFL today. I'm going to, I'm going to trade Rieger I, I think that some of the shine is worn off on Kirk. He, he didn't have a bad year by any means, but I, I'm not seeing the hype that I am seeing around people saying like Rieger a possible top five pick. So I'm going to trade Rieger and I'll, I'll drop Kirk.
2: Yeah. I think Rieger's the clear trade. Uh, we've, I've seen a lot of, of he's wide receiver one for a lot of people. And, and I, I get the allure. I, I understand the, you know, the process getting him to that point. Uh, I just feel like that's, you know, the, the hype alone is going to bring in more uh, there. So I, I think I think Jalen Rager is easily my trade. I also have liked Gallup. I ch- It's tough because I feel like Kirk has more upside. He just really struggles to stay on the field. And Gallup, we really haven't seen consistently enough. I mean, this year was different. This year obviously was his breakout season. And who knows with Amari? I mean, if 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 Amari walks and it becomes Gallup as you know the main option, while they groom a rookie or bring in free agents, whatever it happens to be, he's in for a big target share in an offense that I like a lot. So maybe it's so. I think I'm in the same boat as you. I think I'm keeping Gallup, um, and like you, probably still aggressively buying Gallup because I don't think these are the prices Gallup's going for in most leagues. I, I think he's down a couple of tears uh because he's definitely not talked about with these guys in those you know in those ways so um go go you know poke around if you need owners but and then um kirk would be my reluctant drop i think
1: yeah. all right next one we've got uh, the Chargers running backs sandwiching rookie we have melvin gordon uh with jerry judy and austin eckler uh so what, what's your take on these three
2: this one's I think the easiest one on the whole list, I'm keeping Jerry Judy. I'm trading Austin Eckler because he has way too much value. And I'm absolutely dropping Melvin Gordon because he gone.
1: Yeah, it's funny. We talked about a couple of weeks. I don't know if you were on the show about does Melvin Gordon still have name value. And I'm think that just by the day it's getting lower and lower. Yeah. And, and like, I don't think that Eckler or Gordon are good buys right now. I don't think that they are. You know, even good sells. Like I think that they're just what they are at the moment, and so I do think that Judy is the clear keep. And so you just kind of have to flip a coin of which one you can get more trade value for Eckler or Gordon. And I think that you can find a guy who is obsessed with receiving running backs and and take Eckler. Uh, So yeah, I'll 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 go with you. Keep Judy. Trade Eckler. Drop Gordon. But really, like it it, it depends on your league. If you find a guy who likes Melvin, you can trade Melvin. (laughs)
2: Right, right, yeah.
1: All right, two more left. Uh, we have Devin Singletary, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and Robert Woods. Keep, trade, drop. I'm going to keep Devin. Uh, I'm going to keep Devin Singletary. Uh, I'm going to keep Devin Singletary. I I think that he's one of the better young backs in the NFL today. I think that that Bills offense is going to get better um next year, uh, and cont- to continue to evolve and be as they add, add some better weapons other than Cole Beasley. I'm going to trade Clyde edwards Alaire. I think that he's fine where he is. I don't. I'm, I'm not like over the moon about him as a prospect, but I don't think that he's overvalued either. Um, and then Robert Woods, I think he's just a victim of being up against two young guys. Like, if the problem with the keep-trade-drop game is like basically the drop most of the time is going to be the veteran unless you want to keep him. And I don't. I want to keep the young guys over over
2: Woods, so He ends up being the drop. Sure. That makes sense. And I actually have Woods as my keep. I, I think he's notoriously undervalued, um, entering his prime now. And, you know, in a in a big offense like McVay's got, if he can get the, you know, if he can get the reins right on on Jared Goff, we, we might be back in for another monster season. So I'm keeping Robert Woods. I really, like you, like Devin Singletary. I think he's going to be... Very comfortably a, uh, a running back one, but I don't know that the community feels the same way. I feel like I feel like um, Edwards Allaire probably is going to draw more in a trade uh, when you consider either the drafts, the physical draft spot to take him, or just by the name he's been gaining a lot of steam as of late. Even you know through through the whole bowl process, <clears throat> people really started to to kind of come on to him and, and hump, uh, jump onto that train. So I think he's my trade, and it, it, it would hurt a lot, but I, I think that would just obviously de facto drop Singletary.
1: All right, and our last one, keep trade drop. This, this one is probably the toughest one for me. Uh, Tyler Boyd, Cam Akers, and Calvin Ridley. For me, I'm going to – keep tyler boyd i think that he is going to be the guy that you know is the safest of this bunch he's the guy who's going to be a pretty much a wide receiver too for the next three four years um i'm going to trade cam Akers because there's going to be someone who thinks he's a you know a top eight top 10 dynasty running back in the next couple years and i'll i'll drop calvin ridley but i also think that he's undervalued so i don't think I, i have no problem keeping ridley either
2: can i trade all of them is that an option can i do trade 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 (laughs) um man i think i'm gonna go reverse again and i've never been a ridley guy i've always felt like he's he's kind of been he was overhyped early and then it plateaued and then it kind of fell off again and i feel like at this point he might be a buy but he's struggled to stay on the field to stay involved kind of A lot of the things that maybe in the in the pre-draft and combine process, you know, with size kind of being an issue, and you know, obviously a great route runner and does all of those things well. I just always felt like his size was going to be an issue. Um, I didn't necessarily know that it was going to lead to the injuries that it has led to, but I feel like he's probably my keep here only because. He's either the keep or the drop. He wouldn't be the trade. I think I'm keeping him. I think I'm going to trade Cam Akers. Uh, again, you know, it, it's rookie fever season. All of these guys are going to are going to draw so much, whether again, whether it's the rookie pick or the physical name, and and even you know they, they posted that squat video the other day of Akers squatting whatever absurd amount of weight that was, and you know crap like that. It's just like oh, let's get, let's get let's trade four first for him. Yeah, he's my trade, and I like Boyd. I just really struggle valuing him in this tier. I don't know why. He's proven it. He continues to produce when he's out there. They're about to get Joe Burrow. It's hard not to say that he's the clear keep. I, I don't know how he worries me more than Calvin Ridley because I've only always been worried about Calvin Ridley and still don't even like Calvin Ridley. I, I, yeah, that's a weird one. I think he I think I would drop Boyd.
1: That's fair. That's definitely fair. All righty. That'll wrap us up for today's podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, supporting our sponsors, betonline.ag and Untuckit, as well as getting your Rotovis subscription, rotovis.com slash radio. So, uh, if you have any topics you'd like us for discuss in the last, next few weeks, if you have any games you'd like us for to revive, um, particularly ones that we can do with two people, um, shoot them our way. And um,
2: any last words, Dan? Topics, guests, and games. Send them over. We, we'd like to hear all of the all of the different options.
1: There we go. All right, that wraps up wraps up for today. And kadoo